0: Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Kate Orsborn And I'm Erin Barton. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Erin?
1: I'm good. So do you remember the last time you applied for a rental, like an
0: apartment? Probably at least five, but more than that years ago. It's been a while. How about you? Mine was a little more recent,
1: and I'm trying to remember what information they asked me.
0: I know that we had to provide some references and proof of income to make sure we could rent the house. I think when I provided my proof of income and references, I
1: actually stated that I was an attorney for Virginia Realtors, and that got me the rental. Not bad. Because I know and follow the law, ideally. I hope you do. Well, that is a perfect segue into our topic today, which is tenant selection criteria. If it was only so easy in real life... One issue that we commonly hear property managers discussing, tenant selection criteria or the criteria that property managers use to determine whether to accept an individual as a tenant in a property. And while it can seem straightforward, you want the best qualified tenant for the property, someone who will pay rent in a timely manner and hopefully not destroy the unit. Ideally. Ideally. There can be fair housing implications when you don't appropriately develop and apply a selection
0: method. So today we'll discuss how to ensure that your tenant selection criteria will not cause you to have issues down the road with state or federal laws and especially with fair housing.
1: It is absolutely a best practice to develop a standard tenant selection criteria for all applicants. One big mistake a property manager can make is not having a written policy related to how the office selects tenants for the properties that it manages. And this is absolutely one of the responsibilities that a property owner hires you to handle. And some things to consider, including in your criteria, are income requirements, credit scores, rental history, Employment verification,
0: age, but but be careful because age is a protected class, or elderliness is a protected class, and familial status. Right. You you can say
1: though you, you know, need to be 18. you need to be eighteen, and everyone over eighteen needs to fill out an application, etc. Right. Document requirements like pay stubs or bank statements, criminal background checks. You don't need to require all of those, and your policy can also specify the checks that you will not perform. Sure. So it
0: doesn't have to be including all of those. You can say, I don't look at X, Y, or Z, which can be helpful. Exactly. So first, the Virginia Residential Landlord-Tenant Act allows landlords or their agents to require a rental application from a prospective tenant. And today as normal we're going to be looking exclusively at the Virginia Residential Landlord Tenant Act or VRLTA and not at common law. Although they do closely marry each other, there are differences, so we just want to put out that that warning. Under the VRLTA, rental application is defined as the written application or similar document used by a landlord to determine if a prospective tenant is qualified to become a tenant of a dwelling unit. And with a rental application, of course,
1: you may charge an application fee, although it cannot exceed $50, excluding any out-of-pocket expenses you incur, such as for searches done through third-party vendors. Uh, And for public housing or other units subject to regulation by HUD, the application fee cannot be more than $32, You can also require a prospective tenant to provide information that will enable you to determine whether the tenant meets your application requirements. For example, landlord may photocopy each applicant's driver's license or other similar photo identification containing either the applicant's social security number or control number issued by the DMV. But of course, remember, you cannot photocopy U.S. government-issued identification, such as a military ID that's
0: prohibited by federal law. So make sure you're following all applicable laws when you're making tenants fill out these applications. The VRLTA allows you to require that each applicant provides a social security number issued by the U.S. Social Security Administration or an individual taxpayer identification number issued by the U.S. Internal Revenue Services for the purpose of determining whether each applicant is eligible to become a tenant in the landlord's dwelling unit, um, however, that can definitely be risky. Requiring either the SSN or the ITIN, and we'll we're gonna Aaron and I are gonna discuss that coming up. So um, this all sounds pretty straightforward, right, Aaron? It might, but it's <laughs> definitely
1: not. Um, there's a lot of gray area and a lot of risk in this. Um, in this part of property management but property managers also need to consider fair housing issues when developing this criteria so under federal law there are seven protected classes we'll review them just real quickly you have race
0: Uh, so that's going to be a group of people united based on a common history nationality or geography correct
1: Uh, color which is obviously the color of one's skin religion
0: gender national origin so it's going to be a person or their ancestors country of birth Uh, familial status and as we kind of hinted on earlier that's individuals under age 17 who live with a parent or guardian pregnant women and anyone about to obtain custody of someone under 18 right like through the adoption process Mm -hmm. for example um and disability So that's an individual with a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more of a person's major life activities, a record of such impairment, or being regarded as having such impairment.
1: And Virginia fair housing law adds another protected class, uh, elderliness, which I promise we didn't have anything to do with naming (laughs) this or defining it. It was not us, but it covers people ages 55 or older. And then realtors in the Code of Ethics are also prohibited from discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity. And finally, some Virginia localities may impose their own fair housing protected classes. So make sure you check your local ordinances to see if you are in one of those counties.
0: And I think it's really important to remember that fair housing violations do not necessarily require discriminatory intent. So if a practice is otherwise neutral but could result in a discriminatory effect or have a disparate impact on a protected class, it may still violate fair housing laws. I think that makes this whole process of tenant selection more confusing and can certainly open up uh, property managers or landlords to additional risk. Well,
1: it definitely can. I mean, consider criminal background checks. If you're running a background check on a potential tenant, and deny an applicant based on a criminal conviction, you may be violating the Fair Housing Act, even though on its face, this seems like a non-discriminatory policy.
0: Certainly. I think without further information, that seems like a pretty, almost like a good policy, but we know that it's absolutely not. And the Department of Justice has issued a guidance statement from October of 2016, clarifying that Although the Fair Housing Act does not forbid housing providers from considering applicants' criminal records, these type of uh, a blatant prohibition um, that doesn't consider when the conviction occurred, what the underlying conduct entailed, or even what the convicted person has done since then, runs a substantial risk of having a disparate impact based on race or national origin. So now knowing that, then under that standard, the housing provider really has to look at the whole history and prove with evidence and not just by you know generalized concerns about safety that the ban is necessary the policy can violate the fair housing act if there's a less discriminatory alternative And, you know, this is all to say that a blanket policy of rejecting applicants based on felony convictions would violate fair housing law. When a background check shows an applicant has a felony conviction, you need to allow the applicant to provide information to mitigate the circumstances and you need to perform an actual individualized evaluation on any applicant who has a criminal background.
1: And you could face a similar issue with requiring a social security number for credit checks. Foreign nationals would not be able to provide a social security number. So you should always allow for alternative means of proving that they are eligible for tenancy based on income, references, uh, bank statements to verify that they qualify under an income ratio, etc., This is all to say that it's prudent to develop a standard policy on tenant selection and have an attorney familiar with landlord, tenant, and fair housing laws review the policy to ensure that your policies are fair to all who apply for housing in the units that you manage. So let's take it to the legal hotline. Is there a specific response that I must give when an application is not picked by a landlord? What if it meets all the selection criteria, but we had other stronger applications?
0: So, if an applicant is rejected, required to pay an increased rent or deposit, required to use a cosigner, or any other adverse action is taken based partly or completely on information in a consumer report, so we're kind of looking at credit report, background checking service, the applicant or tenant must be given a notice of that fact. So, that could be orally in writing or electronically. But in this case, if the Applicant meets all the criteria, and there's no spe- There's really no specific notice you must provide to the tenant, but you would obviously need to inform him or her that the homeowner chose a different tenant. So, Erin, as one of my tenant selection criteria, can I refuse to rent to college students? So, uh, we actually get this question a lot, and
1: in general, obviously college students are not a protected class, but let's remember desperate impact. What if the college is a historically black college, then refusing to rent a college students of a historically black college on that in that town is likely to produce a disparate impact on a group of people based on the color of their skin, this would be a violation of the fair housing laws. Uh, Even though there was no necessary intent to discriminate. Absolutely. So again, that's why it's important to have your tenant selection policies vetted by an attorney who's knowledgeable on fair housing issues. Okay. Uh, Next question. As part of our tenant application, we require a social security number to perform a credit check on the tenant. I was told by a prospective tenant that he did not have a social security number can I deny his application because I will not be able to perform the credit check that we require as part of our criteria
0: we we kind of discussed this earlier and the answer is no you should really consult an attorney and reevaluate your tenant selection criteria acquiring a social security number could have potential fair housing implications because it could discriminate against people based on their national origin which is one of the protected classes under the Fair Housing Act Other ways you could make sure that they are able to actually pay rent would be to check credit or verify sufficient income by requesting bake statements, pay stubs, or employment verification. You know, you could also ask for an ITIN and check credit using an ITIN. You know, it's something to note that many landlords now are opting not to require An ITIN or an SSN and instead are just looking at whether the tenant has the ability to pay rent based on income or other bank statements.
1: Right, so even though the VRLTA very clearly says you can require a Social Security number, we've gotten a lot of pushback on that from property managers who are nervous doing that because of the recent Supreme Court case on disparate impact and the effect that that could have against Um, members of protected classes specifically national origin
0: yeah so can i be held liable as a property manager if i fail to perform a criminal background check on a tenant and the tenant is later revealed to have convicted a felony
1: there's no requirement for a landlord to conduct a criminal background check and therefore there's no liability if you don't conduct one Even if a criminal background check is done and a criminal record is revealed, again, like we already discussed, the landlord cannot deny eligibility to a tenant applicant unless that criminal conviction presents a current, clear, and present danger of health and safety. This is obviously difficult to determine, and there are a lot of other variables since the guidance document that property managers have to take into account, and so Many property managers aren't performing criminal background checks at all now for this reason. Mm -hmm. However, it's important to note that HUD says a landlord will not be liable under the Fair Housing Act for excluding individuals because they've been convicted of drug manufacturing or distribution crimes, regardless of any resulting discriminatory effect this is an exception
0: okay.
1: um, so take note drug possession is not one of these convictions only manufacturing and distribution okay
0: so let's recap and review some ways to limit your risk first have established tenant selection criteria that is documented in your office policy manual virginia realtors has an office policy manual specifically for property managers that you are able to customize and add these criteria to Train your agents on the tenant selection criteria and consult with your attorney to ensure that your tenant selection criteria does not violate any local, state, or federal laws, especially on fair housing issues. Train your agents to appropriately escalate issues if there's a if 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 based on the criteria it's coming back as a denial, but they think that there might be something, some mitigating factor or some have concerns about a fair housing issue, make sure that they're not just pushing the paper along, make sure they know they can come talk to the broker and you have an escalation process in place. And make sure your clients are aware of fair housing laws and your obligation to comply before you actually enter into a property management agreement with them. You know, if your property owner is asking you to violate fair housing laws, they need to know that you can't do that. And maybe you can educate them and provide them with other means for looking at tenants. Caveat Realtor is a weekly
1: podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website, under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thank you.
0: Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. Provides this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel.
1: This has been a production of Virginia Realtors. Copyright 2017. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.